Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today, we read the book of Ruth in its entirety. Don't panic. It's a very short book and a wonderful read. And a little side note for you audio folks. Here's something of my background. Before I committed to reading the Bible in its entirety, I had been a believer most of my life. And I had actually spent more time studying these four little chapters than I had the entirety of the Father's foundational scriptures. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's more time on four chapters than I had on 187 chapters, where the Father is audibly speaking the most. So, I am so grateful that He created this hunger in me for His whole Word, because He knows that's what we need the most, the whole Word. While I love the book of Ruth, I really do. It means so much more to me now in light of having his whole word and the foundation in place where it should be. Rabbit trails. There are four chapters in the book of Ruth, so don't feel overwhelmed reading it in one day. It's easy peasy. In fact, if you check out my Bible reading times checklist, which I have a link to here, it's estimated that you can read Ruth in about 15 minutes. Ruth was written in the time of the Judges, and after having just finished that book, it should be seen as incredibly encouraging. Even during this time, when so many of Yahweh's chosen people worshipped other gods alongside Him, which is a worship He does not accept, when we come to Ruth, we see that there are still those who are faithful and obedient unto Yahweh, even to the extent of Gentiles joining themselves to God's people in order to serve and follow Him. How fitting that we are reading one of the many stories foreshadowing our Messiah today, the story of his great-grandmother, Ruth. This book is very special to me personally because it is one that I landed on when I decided to dive deeper into the Word and really learn to pick the meat off the bones. Several years back, when I was traveling on my own on one of my book tours, Ruth got me to questioning some of the things I had been taught and where I fit into the plan of our Father. It drew me in and helped direct me to the novel idea of beginning the book at the beginning of the book and giving the words of our Creator the authority they are due. Ruth is one of only two books in the Bible named after Gentiles. The other book is Job. Whether or not Luke was a Gentile is still pretty debatable and there are opinions on both sides of the fence. Ruth is also one of only two books in the Bible named after women the other being Esther. Esther and Ruth actually have a lot of parallel contrast, beginning with Ruth being a Gentile living among Jews and Esther being a Jew living among Gentiles. It was important to Naomi that her daughter-in-laws marry again because in Hebrew custom, the first son born to their next marriage would be dedicated to their deceased husbands, carry their name, and be able to carry on their line rather than it die out. This would also provide security for both the wives and for Naomi. Ruth makes five promises to Naomi. 
Number one, where you go, I will go. Number two, where you stay, I will stay. Number three, your people will be my people. Number four, your God will be my God. And number five, where you die, I will die. This is a beautiful moment that has no doubt made an impression on many of you as it has me. It is important to realize that in this moment, Ruth is making a covenant with Naomi. Not only that, but she is joining herself to Israel, promising to worship Yahweh and leaving her old life and ways behind. We tend to look at this book as one of dedicated friendship and even romance, and both elements are certainly there. But I feel an even greater theme is that of Gentiles joining themselves to Yahweh's people through covenant relationship. Moving on, it is important to note that gleaning was a right that each landowner was required to offer to the less fortunate. It was a Torah-prescribed form of social welfare at the time, and owners were explicitly instructed not to harvest all of their land, but to leave a certain portion and amount set aside for those in need, Leviticus 23.22. This was provided for the poor and especially for widows. In chapter 3, where Ruth goes to find Boaz on the threshing floor, some believe that she did something very forward and even lewd with regards to that interaction. My personal opinion is that this is absolutely not true. We should take the time to note the character of both Ruth and Boaz throughout this book, and we will find their behavior honorable towards each other and towards Yahweh, both before and after this encounter. And lastly, Ruth is a foreshadowing, as so much of what we read is, of our Messiah as the kinsman redeemer. This is a great rabbit trail for you to look into if you've a mind to. I'm referring to the book of Ruth. Thank you for being here today as we honor our Father, Creator, and the one true God, Yahweh. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word.